I hated being a woman. Men had all the power. So I decided one day I would try to become one. I would stop at nothing to make it happen. Real life starts now. This is Real Life Radio Show with On Leg. I felt alone. I felt lost. I felt scared. Real stories. I was so desperate in living such a dark and callous life. Real people. I was thinking there was no purpose for my life. There's no reason for me to be here. Real problems. I told my dad, if you try to take these drugs, I'm going to kill you. One solution, God. Hope is a person, and his name is Jesus. And now your host, On Leg. Hi, this is Evangelist On Leg. Welcome to the Real Life Radio Show, where we're going to talk to real people who had real problems but found answers in a real God. Today, we're going to be talking about how some transgenders feel when transitioning to becoming a person of the opposite gender. By the way, listener discretion is advised as the contents of this show include sexual experiences and mature topics. Now, a transgender person is someone who feels like they were meant to be the opposite sex. And today, we will have Laura Perry Smaltz, who will share with us her story of how she was born a woman, but then one day decided she was meant to be a man and tried to become one by going through transitioning surgeries. And she's going to reveal to us the reality of her experiences that made things so hard for her, and she wished she knew before that she made those changes. Today, Laura has detransitioned and is happily married to a Christian man. You're probably wondering, how did this happen? Well, Laura... Welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me on. Laura, this is a wild story, and we are all eager to hear what happened in your life. I'm sure we're all going to learn so much. Tell us, when you were younger, did you always have this deep desire inside to become a man? Well, it started as early as I could remember, and especially when I decided to transition, I was like, I've always felt this way my whole life. Mm. Really, my earliest memories are probably from kindergarten and being so jealous of the boys and wishing I was a boy like my brother. So these desires were kind of embedded in your psyche at the very beginning since you were young. Yeah, I think so much of it started with jealousy of my brother. I really felt like my mom loved him more than me. Mm. So that lie just started to develop at a really early age. And then I fantasized about being a boy. I played with his toys. I played with his clothes. I wanted to be around him and his friends. And I just started to cling to my dad and to boys and want to be around men. Interesting. Now, I understand you had a difficult relationship with your mother when you were younger, but your brother was like the favorite child of your mother and that you always desired to have that position of favor with your mom. Tell us about that. Yeah. And to be fair to her, she had no idea how I was feeling Mm -hmm. and she didn't realize what she was doing. I think part of it was a personality difference. There was a lot of reasons you could point to, but she was under so much stress and pressure to kind of be the perfect Christian. And she wanted so badly to be the perfect mother and perfect wife and all of those things. Mm -hmm. But I ended up just kind of observing and I would overhear her talking about what a great child he was, how he never talked. He was quiet. He was so obedient. He was the perfect child. Mm -hmm. And then I was, Laura's so annoying. She's such a handful. And I got pushed away a lot. Leave me alone. Go to your room. Give me five minutes of peace because I was kind of hyper and annoying. Wow. So basically, you felt a lot of rejection in your childhood from your mother. Yeah. And she didn't realize that. She was so shocked when I started telling her about this years later. She thought we had a pretty good relationship. But I look back and I have very few memories of my mom really doing anything with me. But I think part of it, too, is her love language is really acts of service. So she was always doing things for me. But I just desperately wanted to spend time with her. Mm. Now, I understand you were introduced to sex as young as eight years old. And then afterwards, this boy just left you after taking your virginity. Tell us what happened. 
Yeah, I was eight years old, and this was my friend's brother, so I didn't think I was in a dangerous situation. Wow. He invited me into the bathroom, and I could feel that it was kind of a wrong thing, but I didn't realize what was really happening. Mm. You know, when this whole situation happened, it sort of opened up this curiosity, and your body responds to it. I mean, I couldn't talk about this for years. Right, right. But it feels good. I began to desire to do this again, and when I talked to him about it the next time, he totally rejected me. He wanted nothing to do with me, and he was scared. He was like, that's how girls get pregnant. And of course, I didn't know at eight years old, I couldn't. Wow. So it put a lot of fear, but also a lot of shame, a lot of guilt. I blamed myself and I felt dirty and used at eight years old. Now, Laura, as you grew up, you again were in a deep sexual relationship with another boy when you were only nine. Tell us about that. I understand you were left with a broken heart again after this other relationship. Yeah. And this other boy, he was about 13. So he was quite a bit older than me. This one actually didn't go as far sexually, but there was just a lot of touching and sort of a molestation. But I remember at this point now I've already been exposed. So I really began to blame myself and think this was my fault. And I began to feel so dirty and I knew what I was doing was wrong. But what really changed my life through that one is that I remember feeling like I couldn't tell my dad. Mm. My dad was driving me home that day. We'd been at the park. When my dad was driving home, I remember trying to get as far away from my dad as I could. We'd always been really close. And my dad hadn't done anything to deserve that. But all of a sudden, I felt like I couldn't trust my dad anymore because I was so scared to tell him. So I was already not close to my mom. But my dad, who was my whole world as a kid, now all of a sudden, I didn't trust him. So I really began to separate myself from my parents emotionally. Wow. Now, were you a Christian at all at the age of 13? Did you understand your faith at this time? You know, I was raised in a Christian home and I heard the gospel all the time growing up. I heard about Jesus. I heard about the Bible and I believed it was all true, but I didn't really understand the gospel. It had never gotten into my heart. Mm. And I was baptized at like eight years old, you know, and all these things, but I was hiding this secret life and I felt like I was living two different lives. Right. I was becoming bitter toward the church because I felt like I didn't fit in and I was teased by some of the girls. So I really didn't want to be at church. I didn't ever have this desire to really know God like a lot of the other kids. But at 13, I was at summer camp and I dedicated my life to be a missionary and I knew God had called me. Hmm. Wow. So you did have some type of experience, but you didn't really know who the Lord was. Is that right? Over the years, I was like a spiritual roller coaster. I had repented and walked the aisles and prayed several times, you know, but mm. I never really believed from the heart. I was never really, really repentant. I didn't want to go to hell. Yeah, right. It was kind of like <laughs> fireproof insurance, right? Right. Now, I understand by the time you were in the age of 16, you were having sexual relationships with many boys and that every time was very unfulfilling where the boys were just breaking up with you afterwards. What did that do to your heart at the time? Yeah, this went on for several years from the time I was 16 till probably about 24. I was in so many relationships and I was always hoping that one of them would love me. And I thought if I give them everything they want, then they'll love me. But the opposite would happen. Hmm. And I was just treated like trash and I was dumped and rejected and abused and used just over and over and over again. And I remember feeling like I had no worth or value. I eventually ended up on an adult hookup site and having just random one night stands all over the state, just trying so hard to feel loved and wanted for a moment. Oh my gosh. Now, here's the thing though. I understand that you felt that guys had all the power in a sense. Is that right? Describe that. 
Yeah. And I think that lie started with that molestation when I was eight years old with that boy and then being just used and feeling like I had no say in any kind of relationship. But this happened throughout my teenage years and college years. It was like guys would just break up with me and dump me and use me. And I remember feeling like I was just property. Wow. I'd felt like a boy as a child, but that's when that desire and that jealousy of men really began to take an even deeper root. And me thinking, you know, if I was the man, I know how I would treat a woman. And I began to desire that. Interesting. Now, I understand one day you actually did something where you cheated on a boyfriend because it happened to you and then broke up with him. And in that moment, you felt like you were the one with the power. How did this moment play into your desire to become a man in the future? Yeah, you know, that was one of the first times that I had felt like I was in control in the relationship. And I remember that power I felt. And in one sense, I didn't want to hurt him. But at the same time, it was the first time that I wasn't the one dumped. I wasn't the one going through all the heartache. Right. Not that I was the man in that particular relationship, but it just gave me that sense of power. Mm -hmm. And I didn't want to use that power to lord over a woman. You know, I think I feared being out of control and investing my heart in that fear of being dumped and rejected. You know, that makes so much sense why a lot of this would contour your desires later on in the future. Laura, let's stop there. I want to have you back on our show to share more about how you went full on to wanting to become a man. Thank you for sharing your past with some of the really strong experiences to bring you to this point. Again, thanks so much for joining us. Absolutely. Thanks for having me on. Hold on. Don't go anywhere. I have some deep thoughts to share with you right after the short break. Listen, my friend, you are in a spiritual battle, and there's a spiritual battle right now for the soul of our nation. The Bible says we overcome the power of the enemy by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of our testimonies. And friend, I need your help spreading this show to all 50 states all across the USA, and that takes money to broadcast in each city. You can help by being a stable monthly giver of our ministry, Awakening the Nations. We are a ministry who's committed to preaching the gospel all across the world. Partner by going to awakeningthenations.com and we believe America shall be saved. Real Life Radio is a ministry of Awakening the Nations, a 501c3 nonprofit organization that depends on your donations. If you would like to find out more about Awakening the Nations or make a tax-deductible donation, please visit our website at awakeningthenations.com or call us at 877-480-4477. That's awakeningthenations.com or 877-480-4477. More real life starts now. Welcome back to the show where we're going to go deeper into what you just heard. So what do you think about this? Laura's past is pretty spiritually enlightening to understand how she eventually decided to become transgender. You see, her story also reveals how she originally was a girl seeking relationships with boys. So it wasn't like she was just born with same-sex attraction, but rather there were certain psychological desires of her perception that were given at a very young age. Now, does everyone with a similar background end up being transgender? Well, no. (laughs) I think you would agree. However, something really clear came out from Laura's story. The main thing I could see was that there was a sort of hardening of her heart towards boys and men after all her failed experiences. Like a sort of bitterness began to creep up subtly in her life where she wasn't even able to recognize it coming. Why did Laura's heart harden towards men? Well, look at it. In her perception, she viewed certain injustices that happened again and again. What do I mean? These injustices are true that happened to her. And what I mean is sex is designed to be between a loving husband and wife. And deep inside of Laura, she knew that. 
So every time a young man used her and left her, she felt injustice, even hatred. Those feelings started hardening her heart. Every time she was in a relationship, she was aware of the initial hurt she felt from the last relationship as she kept giving young men her heart. They kept leaving her, abandoning her after they got what they wanted. So in her perception, she felt powerless. She was the victim in many ways, and it sounds like she got sick of it. It's written in ancient scripture in Hebrews chapter 3, verses 12 through 13. Beware, brethren, lest there be in any of you an evil heart of unbelief and departing from the living God. But exhort one another daily while it is called today, lest any of you be hardened through the deceitfulness of sin. According to scripture, a person's heart becomes hardened through sin and through that loses its sensitivity to the world around us. Laura was not having homosexual thoughts at first, but it started with fornication with many boys that I believe every time there was a breakup, it opened up that original wound from when she was molested at the age of eight. You see, she was hardened in her heart and it led to many other things. Beloved, what about you? Think about your life. Are things hardening your heart? Father God, I'm praying right now as we continue to listen to Laura's story that, Lord, you would begin to soften the hearts of the listeners. Show us, Lord God, even in our lives, how you can bring healing and wholeness to us. We ask for this in Jesus' mighty name. I hope you're blessed with this testimony, and I know that your life was touched. If you want to know more about us or to make a tax-deductible donation, please check us out at www.therealliferadioshow.com. See you next time.